Hi, and welcome to Real Trail Talk. I am Donovan D'Souza from The Long Ways Better. And I'm Mark Pybus from The Life of Pi. Welcome to Insert Giggle Here, episode 69. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, we're really childish, but um, yeah, we've made it this far. And we have a fairly actually recent um, adventure to talk about. Yeah, right hot off the presses. Yeah, so Donovan and I just completed this the previous Saturday to when we're recording, so three days after mm. actually getting it done. Yeah. Um, happy to actually say my body is fine. <laughs> There's no yeah, after me too. effects. So yeah. it's good, good. And as you know by the title, it is the Kept Track, which is a really intriguing trail that a lot of people are interested in. Yeah. But the logistics of doing it, especially as a hiker, are really hard. Yeah. So it's one that I've had, you know, every every now and then you get someone email or like send a question saying, mm. what do you think of doing the kept track as a hike? And I never thought it was a good idea, but obviously I hadn't done it. Yeah. Uh, so I couldn't say. But this was a trail that I was supposed to do about 10 years ago. Uh, this was in Hardcore Don era, <laughs> where I just did stupidly, ridiculously difficult things. So the plan was, a friend of mine and I were going to ride through the night to Northam mm. and back. What time of year was this? Winter. Winter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, at the start of it, I asked my friend, I said, when's the last time you cycled? And he said, two years ago. <laughs> and so I knew that that wasn't going to happen. And we got as far as the end of the... Um, Wurraloo, was it? Wurraloo. We, yeah. we got as far as Wurraloo. And then he just said, I don't think I can do this. Yeah. So, And I asked you the same question as this. <laughs> and thankfully, it was not... Not as... Uh, not, not, not two years. Not two years. <laughs> but it was three months, yeah. I'm going to say. When, yeah. when did we do into Nanup? That was August? August, yeah. yeah. So three months. Yeah, which is, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, but, um, but you've done a lot of A lot of stuff, hiking, you know? yeah. Um, so I was not reasonably confident I could get through it. <laughs> but, yeah, if I pushed myself, it shouldn't be a problem. Um, mm. And obviously we decided to do this on mountain bikes rather than hiking. Yes. Um, which makes a big difference. So this is also a trail that I had planned to walk <laughs> several times not like seriously planning but like i'd done the logistics it would be a three-day trip mm. um, including travel time and originally i'd planned to do this with sadie because it's dog friendly not yep. going through any national parks but after riding it i can see that i would not have enjoyed myself whatsoever yes. um, as we'll get into for several reasons mm. but may as well start start the from beginning. the start yeah so originally we were well, you had thought it would be good to go northern to Mundaring Weir, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of pushed back and said, no, I want to go <laughs> Mundaring Weir to northern. Yep. Um, so, and I acquiesced. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, so the, the logistics of it, um, you and I drove out, um, both bikes in the car to Mundaring Weir and parked there, mm-hmm. and then Alyssa came and picked us up in northern in yep. the afternoon. So it adds, what, an extra... 45 minutes to an hour and a half it was like an hour and a half from our place to get to northern yeah and about 45 minutes and that's and and we live um in bateman and you're not far from here yeah so i think it'd probably be an hour and a half extra if you had to do a car shuffle yeah yeah so you just got to keep that in mind but we were there by just after 7 30 
picked a beautiful November day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I guess my, my biggest worry about this was due to logistical challenges because we've both had busy schedules in October, we couldn't get it done in October. Yeah. And this ended up being in November. And my biggest worry was November in Perth can be horrendously hot. Mm. And it was not at all. No. It was rainy, uh, low 20s, cloudy, yeah. little bits of sun. I mean, it was a very uh, Melbourneian day, I'd say. Yeah. Was, was, yeah, a few showers, low cloud, and then all of a sudden the sun would come out for 20 minutes. Yeah. Was, yeah. So, yeah, very different kind of weather. This was the day, actually, that um, they said that we we broke the record for rain in mm. November. That's good. Yep. It's been a cool month. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got to Mundaring Weir, which I think is the official start of the trail, but there's no mm. like big trailhead. There's just that section where there's all those information boards and the kept track just happens to be one yeah. of them. I think the signage for this trail, as we, we would find later on, is fantastic, particularly mm. from a historical point of view. But on both ends, the trail heads are non-existent yeah and that's a really weird thing when the, you look at the quality of the signage and there's just this missing element to it mm. so that's something they could do to make it a bit more of a grand statement so the kept track translated means the water track but should obviously be kept bitty if they were doing it correctly yeah <laughs> um and it basically follows the the pipeline as it goes from undaring out to northern so it's quite a feature of the trail and it is does make it easy to navigate because you kind of where's mm. the pipeline and have to follow that. And it is following the old railway line as well. So it's, it is the, the old rail reserve converted to a cycle trail. Yeah. Um, and no matter which end you start, um, there's going to be an uphill. <laughs> which yep. Not ideal if you haven't cycled in three months to start with a slow uphill. Um, yeah. But it does utilize the, the start of the Mundabiddy. Yeah, so I do think that it is better starting at the Mundaring end because we would the descent I think was much much worse on the other side. Mm. But it so it, it sort of starts the reverse direction of the first day of the Mundabiddy from the Mundaring Weir Hotel up to the Sculpture Park, but not turning on towards the Sculpture Park. Um, and I I feel, I feel like this is a really nice part of the trail. Yeah, I always enjoy this. I do this on the the Catamora and I mean you follow the bib for a little bit as well but it kind of zigzags either side of the weir road mm. you get some nice forest and you get that history with the the train line that used to run up that hill yep every now and then it's pleasant forest despite some recent burning yeah I, I think for me what I like about the the Jarrah forest through here and I was heartened that it was as good as I remembered it from when I did the Mundabiddy section in April mm is that the understory just looks nice. Like, it looks settled. It looks like, even though, yes, they've done some burns in the recent past, mm. that the understory has reached an equilibrium that looks tidy and neat. And I really love that look in the um, the Northern Jarrah forests. Yeah, and especially when you get, like, a misty, wet, drizzly morning like we got, it mm. just feels damp and wet. And, like, the, the lack of a proper canopy kind of doesn't really matter too much. Yeah. So yeah, and that's it's kind of good to be in that kind of forest really early because you are doing that climb and you don't really want to be in the elements. No. <laughs> yeah, so that was a I think a nice start 
to the day. And the, the ascent didn't seem as bad as I thought it would be. Because I, I remember it being a nice downhill. Mm. But, you know, sometimes a nice downhill can just be quite gradual. And I think going up, we realized how gradual it actually was. Yeah. I mean, there was only a couple of sections where you really had to kick down a few gears and put in some effort. Otherwise, it was just like a slow burn. Mm. Um, yeah. So not too bad. We survived. We made it to the top of the hill. Yep. And then joined the Railway Reserves Trail, which yep. is the 47 kilometer thereabouts. I think it's like 41 with for the main loop, and then it's like 60 with the yeah, with extension the, okay, yep. the... And that either side of Great Eastern Highway through the hills. So mm. really well-frequented trail with both walkers and cyclists. Yeah, that, that's one that I think you could... Like, I've, I've walked in, you've walked bits of it as part of the Oxfam. Yeah. Um, and I think it's actually quite an enjoyable 40, like for, you know, for 40Ks, mm. it's actually quite an enjoyable walk. Though I will say for anyone walking it, don't wear hiking boots, wear <laughs> yes. sneakers because it's compacted ground yeah. and it's fatiguing walking with hiking boots. Um, but for, for cycling, it's outstanding because it's, you know, nice and firm ground. Mm. Um, I feel like even though this is, you know, this is an old rail reserve it seems to be kept quite nicely. Like the the reserve seems to have like nice trees and you know things on either side, except for the section where they've they've cleared it. Um, otherwise, it's actually quite a a good trail in, in itself. The uh, roller reserves. Mm. Yeah, because you get those sections where you like you dip down and you've got the banks either side, mm. and it just seems to have like really nice trees kind of enclosing you yeah um, it's kind of that, like shroud where you can't see either side which is sometimes is a good thing yeah in this suburbia. built up area yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but then that section that you'd already done um doing the railway reserves where you pointed it out and it's just you come up to a road and either side is just cleared yeah and then there's a big sign saying property of the calamunda or mundaring men's shed yeah They've decided to get their chainsaws out and chop down some trees so they can whittle away yeah and there was, it's a shame because there were some nice sizable trees and i always liked that stretch but mm. you know otherwise it's it's got the nicest uh from a fun point of view it's got the nicest part of the railway reserves that the kept track follows as well yeah. where you go downhill mm. a fair bit and it's a lot of fun it is especially um, after that long uphill yeah you're like oh thank god i can rest for a little bit and have some fun <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's a pretty easy stretch of track uh there's a few road crossings but otherwise it's you know it's uh, i think it's quite enjoyable mm. and then you reach the junction at mount helena yes and that's where it kind of it turns off and then it, we were kind of a bit confused because you were going back in the opposite direction yeah and then you had to do another hairpin checking the maps and it's like, oh no, no i found a marker i found a marker yeah um, so yeah, there's a couple of those points, but after a while, it just makes sense. Like you're following the uh, the pipeline. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I think th this bit here is also still quite good. Like I think the ride quality st remains enjoyable up until Chidlow. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's very much similar kind of scenery. The the trail has been maintained to the same standard as the Railway Reserves Heritage Trail. Because it is part of the Railway Reserves Heritage Trail, even though it's not part of the main loop. Yeah. And there is the option here to duck off to Lake Leshenaltier if you're feeling very energetic <laughs> or confident in your abilities. Yeah. So that's... I wonder how far that would be. I'd say track. it'd be no more than a couple of Ks. Okay. Detour. 
Um, you probably should have done it. <laughs> actually, yeah, I think we should have. Like my legs at the end were good, but had you have said that at Baker's Hill, I would have told you no. <laughs> uh, but they yeah. have built the new mountain bike park area at Lake Leshenolte, so if you want to go do some flowing single track, mm. um, that's the option to do that. Mm. Or if you want a break here, you can stop in at the Chidlow Tavern. Yeah, and should and um, I mean Chidlow has had a um, a little pump track at the <laughs> yeah. park, which was fun. You know, it's a very small track, very sort of, you know, I don't want to say rinky-dink, but it's it's it, not the most, like, constructed... It didn't look like common ground trails uh, no. constructed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both had a little bit of a go, which is... Uh, yeah. I mean, my, my bike's not the lightest bike, and I was carrying like three liters of water and stuff in my backpack but i just <laughs> i don't know it'd have to be a lot fitter and have a lighter bike to be able to do that one properly mm. yeah then from there i think the trail kind of lowers in quality yeah i mean this was one of the stretches where we both remarked around the same time i'd hate to be hiking this section yeah it's just it's long kind of uninteresting kind of railway bashing is yeah. the best way to put it. Yeah, I think this is something that I would say to a lot of people is from a cycling point of view, you, you if you're putting away the kilometers, sometimes these sort of boring stretches are not so terrible. Mm. Like I, I think it wasn't the best fun on a bike, but on foot, it would really depend on what your mentality is about hiking. Some people, especially, you know, my younger self included would have said the kilometers is all that's important, mm. you know? So some people really enjoy that aspect of it. Sometimes that, that, you know, just getting into a rhythm is important and the scenery is not of consideration. Mm. But, yeah, from a hiking point of view, this is not great. You know, this is stuff that from from a scenery point of view is not great. Yeah, I think what makes this such a... a bad section in comparison to everything else is, like, the times we were riding together... Like I think at one point I looked ahead and I said the turn to you and I was like, if you were hiking this, that's your next 20, 30 minutes there, everything that you can see. Yeah. Which to me as a hiker, like that really defeats me sometimes when the road is that straight and boring. Mm. And it's it's flat as well. It's not like there's hills mm. um, that would get me down. Whereas on the bike, you could kind of just be like, right, put your head down, do your 15 to 20 k's an hour along here and just get it over with yeah that's probably five minutes yeah. not 20 minutes yeah and if it's an hour that's maybe 20 minutes <laughs> yeah and it was a good section actually where we could kind of just get into a rhythm and just ride yeah um i think you were a bit ahead of me at this stage because i maxed out with my gears <laughs> <what speed laughs> yeah. <I> <laughs> yeah it's it's just one of those sections you have to endure it's not going to be especially for this type of trail it's not going to be high quality all the way mm and I mean, I, f- I feel from a rail reserves point of view that the ending at Wuraloo is a bit anticlimactic because the that park compared to the Chidlow Park is a little not not exciting. <laughs> it's okay. It's got some new facilities. Yeah, I guess it was it was okay, but you know they didn't feel like if you if you did the whole loop starting there, yeah, it feels a bit. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Like you arrive there and you're like, well, why am I here? Yeah. Because you're kind of not anywhere near, like, bits of that small hamlet. It's just a park. That's right, yeah. Because yeah. if you compare that to, you know, the the two main trailheads, I reckon, for the, the loop itself, 
The main one is the Sculpture Park, which has that awesome train station with mm. the gauging stuff there. And then the other one is the one that's near John Forrest, where the tunnel is, mm. the Swan View area. And that's got an old train station there as well. Yeah. And those are such grand statements. And yes, I know Wurulu probably wasn't that grand a place, but they've done nothing to make it a grand place. Yeah. There's, I think there's some old infrastructure there, mm. uh, maybe like a an old water filling station, and they've got a sign. But yeah, there's not much there to indicate that this is like of significance. Yeah. But uh, going into this section, you were quite happy because we transitioned into the Wandu forest. Yes. Yeah. That was a really cool thing. Is that suddenly, you know, you you get away from that hills Jarrah mm. and into Wandu, which while a bit on the scrappy side is always a welcome change yeah especially because this around this time the sun came out as well it kind of felt like like a nice riding day mm. it felt like a quite a different day than yeah. the morning which was very gray mm. and then Wurraloo onwards like we stopped for a bit of a break and i had some leftover pizza <laughs> i just I really <laughs> needed to refuel yep and then on to baker's hill this was probably my toughest section yeah, to get it, through. it was basically a slow up the whole way for a fair bit of it. Mm. Although we had some interesting things. Like we saw those interesting birds. Yeah, I haven't yet to Google those. I was looking at the photos on Sunday night. Yeah. I just, yeah, didn't Google those. They're like <laughs> turkeys. They look, yeah, they look like turkeys. Yeah. They have like the, the, the gobbly neck thing going yeah. on. Um, and there was just three of them and they were... The kind of weird birds. Yeah, one of them didn't want to move off the track too much and <laughs> yep. made a bit of a fuss, but yeah, it was a weird moment. Yeah. And then there was that old, um, I'm not even sure what it was. Oh, it was a smelting plant, wasn't it? Or a the foundry. Foundry, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you don't actually get to go in and have a look at it, mm. but it does cause you to deviate onto the road for a little bit, mm. which was a good relief. Yeah. It was nice to be able to go, oh, look, speed. Yeah. It's <laughs> such a difference coming off the gravel and then going onto the road. Like, you don't think it's going to be much because it's compact gravel. Yeah. But it does make a difference. And I think that this is, again, an, a sign that this is really a trail for bikes. Because mm. on foot, this would be terrible. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. And, yeah, like, you'd see the, the foundry but you'd see that for like 15 minutes while you're on a road, traffic going by. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would not enjoy that at all. But yeah, it's kind of... Then you cross a couple of roads and then you're on that really long stretch. I think it's near some power lines going yeah. towards Baker's Hill and that was a big slog as well. That was probably, the for me, the least exciting part of the whole thing because it was basically a power line road mm. that you follow for ages with just like thickets next to you so you couldn't really see anything it wasn't nice forest <laughs> yeah it was just dodging puddles on this kind of yeah lonesome trail yeah so this again would be one of those stretches where if you were on foot i think you'd be questioning why you were here yeah um yeah not not a great walking experience i think mm. Mm. Yeah, I think I stopped here because I was like, I'll get some photos because you could see Baker's Hill or a hill in the distance. I was mm. like, I'll get Don in the distance, zoomed in, be him, this pretty straight trail in the hill. And I was like, good. And then I was like, now I have to catch up to him. <laughs> <laughs> and thankfully you'd stopped not too far away. But yeah, it was a big slog going into Baker's Hill. Mm. I just remember looking at the elevation. I'm just like, 
damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but there was actually some cool bits going into Baker's Hill. There was that, I'm going to call it a clay quarry. Oh, yeah. The last just bit just before then, it looked like... So they, they, it looked like they'd carved the trail into the... Like the, the railway into mm. this, like clay soil they just went oh well rather than going up we'll just cut it yeah and probably because they thought oh we can use this for something else mm. and it just looked really cool there's some interesting colors there as well and like some of the trees that have then sprouted up as well yeah i think that was a real like eye opener like wow something different <laughs> yeah that probably was i guess the start of where things got better because mm. i think that you know we suddenly felt things got better from baker's hill onwards and and but Really, this is probably the start of interesting things to see for a while. Yeah. Although not great on a wet day because there was lots of puddles and the clay loam yeah. kind of thing. It was like white and yep. then it was really thick. And then as you went on, it just sprayed up into you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You remarked that my back and my backpack looked like I had a bit of an accident. <laughs> yes. Quite an explosive one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we made it to Baker's Hill, which is probably going to say the biggest settlement you come across. Yeah. There's only the most important because of the pie shop. Yes. Yeah. Very famous. There is also a brewery on the trail, which mm. says cyclists and hikers welcome, but you had your site set on the bakery. Yeah. Because I've driven down here a few times and the bakery is sort of, you know, quite iconic being Baker's Hill. Mm. Um and very good you know like i actually think that they're a very good bakery and um i had a mini 10 on a plate because i wasn't feeling quite 10 on a plate hungry but i had a a kransky and a uh a chicken and mushroom pie that was very good and you didn't have a life of pie but you had a life of pasty life of pasty (laughs) maybe that can be an offshoot i'll do but yeah i was the the vegetarian options there are really really good like there's Mm over half a dozen different options you can take and i went for the sweet potato and spinach pasty which was really delicious after 40 something k's of riding yeah it was actually a very fortuitous time for us to stop as well because (laughs) it really started to rain quite heavily as we were eating like it it went as we got there it was gray but it was and it was a slight drizzle but nothing you know nothing to be worried about Mm. and as we were sitting down eating it just bucketed down yeah and then when we left, it got it good so, again. Yeah, <laughs> really good timing. Like, yeah, because we both had our cameras around our shoulders slash necks. Yeah, and I, I, like, I'd taken my old camera through some pretty bad weather, so I wasn't too worried. But I was thinking in the back of my head, I hope it doesn't rain too hard on this ride. I don't want to lose two cameras in yeah. a couple of months. And um, I, I, I actually put on my raincoat, and then I went. Nah, yeah. this is not going to be bad. You put it on, the sun came out, and then you're like, no, Let's just <laughs> no we'll take it off. Yeah. Um, so after a bit of a break, leaving Baker's Hill, um, downhill, which was good. We are looking forward to that after the break. Yeah. And down towards Clackline. And the, the trail here was actually really nice. It was, yes, it was through, you know, like through thickets, but the thickets were a bit more interesting, I reckon. Yeah. It kind of had like a, a wetlandsy type feel to it. Yes. Yeah. The caveat that there were open farmland to your left, so every now and then you'd get these sweeping views, but then you'd be back into, I'm going to say Casuarina thickets. So there was definitely some a Sheoak feel about it. Mm. Um, but then just after that, we had the, the Bogans. Oh, yeah, in the four-wheel drive. Yeah, in the four-wheel drive. I could hear a noise behind. I was like, oh, 
someone's coming like a dirt biker or something and i turn around and there's this guy's driving on this narrow trail yeah and i was like, yeah, like oh we're not following you yeah, mate, yeah, mate. <laughs> um yeah. But you're not supposed to, you know, the railway reserve, especially if, on the other side of the road, mm. it was much, much narrower. Like it, it really wasn't a car wide. So what they were doing in essence was sort of widening, widening the, trail. the trail. And like you're running parallel to a Great Eastern Highway that's what, no more than 50, 100 meters away. Yeah. And there's the back, the back street of Baker's Hill run, ran parallel yeah. as well. So it's not like... Just local Bogan idiots. Yeah. Um, but yeah, didn't get run down or shot or followed, as they, <laughs> as they said. Yep. And then yeah, down to Clackline um, Refractory. Yeah. I think that's the official name for it. Yeah. Which I when I did the the walk GPS Clackline um, walk, I then I was looking through the the hashtag and I'd seen people visit this old brickworks and it looked quite cool. I was disappointed I didn't visit it on the first go, but. It actually goes right past it, and it's a really fun place to explore. Like we don't have mm. many of those in WA. Yeah, and it's fairly well intact for what it is. It's yeah. When I was younger, I was really into the sort of urban exploration sort of stuff, but there's not a lot. Mm. You know, back then, you could you know you could break into the old Treasury Building if you were particularly keen. Mm. There was you know South Frio Power Station. Yeah. East you know, East Perth Power Station, but not a lot of options. And this was one that's actually quite a substantial building, buildings, mm. I should say, actually. Yeah, because there's that front bit that has, like, the main kilns and the big tower, and then there's a, a back bit which has more buildings and, I'm guessing, a, a warehouse-type thing, mm. which had some interesting graffiti on there. Yeah, some very expletive-filled graffiti. Yeah. Uh, some of it quite... Uh, uh, I guess quite philosophical in its way. Yep. And then further added on to be a bit more crass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like someone obviously had like a moment of just live your life and live a good you know life and yeah. someone added in their comments on what yep, they yep. thought a good life was. Yeah. <laughs> e- effing bitches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we might have to put um, warnings on the <laughs> written posts about that. Cause yeah. I think I'll have to, to share some of those photos. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to be sharing some of those. But yeah, definitely worth, you know, it's only a short way off the track. Like 50 metres, maybe? Yeah. And it it also started raining when we were inside as well. Just, again, perfect timing. Perfect timing, yeah. Um, And it does show use of people maybe using it as a home every now and then. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, when we were there, there was no one there. and yeah. It's just like a no. It wasn't even creepy. Like even in the dark, it was just kind of like, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I would have been nervous because there were some more like office building things we didn't explore. Yeah, and that probably is more like where someone would want to live. Yeah, and I'd be worried if I was there by myself. But as it was, it was it was fine. Yeah, just be careful of the broken glass everywhere if you're riding your bike. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then on from Clackline, you actually run parallel to the nature reserve there, which I didn't realise this went so close to the border mm. um, because you start the Clackline walk next to someone's home mm. or farm. Mm. Um, so that was cool to see that area and kind of remind yourself of what a nice area that is to walk in. Mm. And it's nice just seeing that, like, you know, they've got the little creek line and then the hill. Mm. And that was really nice to see with all the trees there. Yeah. And the creek actually had water in it yeah. as well. And they had that big train station as well, the platforms. Yeah, which was odd because if the brickworks was there, like 
around the time the railway was, you'd think it'd be a bit closer. Yeah. Because it kind of isn't near anything, that railway station. But it's like substantial because it's multi-platform. Yeah. It looked like it was like a four-line mm. um, platform. Yeah. Really cool to ride up. Yeah. Um, a bit overgrown with the grasses, but it's, yeah, really cool spot. Mm. So, and then you go on to have another really cool feature around Clackline, which is you cross under the highway mm. and then you get a really, really good view of the timber bridge, which it was some weird claim that they had. It was the the longest curved downhill yeah, yeah. timber bridge, timber bridge. <laughs> <laughs> in Australia. But then couldn't you also, I was thinking about this after we did it, couldn't you also claim it's the longest curved uphill bridge yes. as well if you're going in the <laughs> other direction yeah it's not like it's a one-way trail yeah um yeah so that that was really cool though you get to see it yeah. um as you because you're right underneath it and it's a substantial bridge yeah um really beautiful and i think that that was one of the highlights of the day for me for sure because mm. driving on grace and highway like you have no idea that that's a, a timber bridge because mm. you drive over it obviously but yeah Seeing it underneath was really cool with the the crisscrossing pillars and yep and the splashdown for the crossing of the creek yeah so Don's like there was a bridge just off to the right and Donovan decided very early no we're going through the splash <laughs> so I was the guinea pig I went first Donovan took photos and then I was up on the other side and got my camera ready and then Don did it I actually yep. got some good ones of you awesome. <laughs> like one frame is you just like worried about the thing and the next frame you've got a big smile on your face like yeah <laughs> yeah and, and then there's that, that cool platypus what was it called platypus pool rock. or something or platypus rock yeah. yeah which didn't look like a platypus no wasn't one there that we saw yep um, but I had, it almost broke my ankles <laughs> <laughs> slipping on some mossy rock I kind of was trying to get a better photo and then all yep. of a sudden it, it gave way and I had to jump down into the little crevice bit. Well, you know what Mark would say? Don't walk on the moss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the it's boulder moss where it's that like shaggy, it's, dry yeah, kind of kind yeah. of on the edge there. So yeah. I'll excuse myself. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a surprising spot because yes. it's quite a nice viewpoint. Uh, and you just don't think it's there, you know, like it's got a little bit of a pool there, which I imagine in winter would be quite a substantial pool. Because mm. it was, it's the site of the old school for Clackline, mm. which I imagine used to be a bigger town, but now is just a rest stop on the highway. Mm. And there's that pile of rocks with the lion head on top. Yeah. I didn't quite read what the significance of that was, but must have been to do with the school. Yeah. So yeah, we had a bit of a break there just because we were busy photographing everything. Mm. And then on to the road bashing. I wouldn't say bashing, but road cycling. Yeah, it was 6.5 kilometers of road. So this is, I think, if you're on foot, this is a big caveat of, you know, if you're going to do this, just remember. Yeah. So if you've done the clack line, walk TPS walk, you realize because the walks, the clack line's on your left of Great Eastern Highway, but you have mm. to turn off, I think it's Spencer Brook Road, and then make an immediately left, and then you loop under the highway. And this is where the the cat track follows. Yep. It was actually very pleasant. Like, it's not a bad thing, road cycling. Mm. Like, you found this on the Mundabidi where some of these stretches are actually a welcome relief. Oh, yeah, because you get faster speeds. And also, you know, if it's nice farmland scenery, it doesn't matter. It's nice. You know, Mm. it can be quite enjoyable. Yeah. And this is actually, when I pictured doing the cat track, this is all I pictured is... 
like a wide track with wide country, rolling hills. Mm. Um, I'd pictured them a little greener, but at the time we were doing it, I also pictured them as yellow, which were golden as they were. Mm. It was just, it was really, really nice. And the sun was out again, a little bit of an uphill because this is the start of a fairly hilly section Mm. compared to what we'd already done. And it was just enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And then we got some fun downhills as we yeah. kind of, you go near Clackline, then you can see Bobakine and what goes up must come down. Mm-hmm. So struggling up, um, I think we stopped a few times to take photos and then really enjoyed that downhill. I think we hit 40 something kilometers an hour. Yeah, it's nice and fast and, yeah. you know, very... Very good. Like if, if I think if you got if you got those ups, and you get it down, then it's always a nice a nice day. And it's down on road as well, which makes it better because you got that the rolling resistance is less. Yes, so you can kind of enjoy it a bit more. Yeah, there's there's not like ruts where you get a bit scared. Yeah, um, and I could take photos while riding. So this is one thing that I experimented with because I realized I couldn't stop as much as I wanted to if I was hiking. So I had the the camera with the lens off on my front and I just kind of lifted it a bit and click, click. (laughs) So I think I looked through them. I've got some good ones around this section of view in front going down the hill. But then we hit the hills of Bobakine and another up Mm. and another kind of um, error on my part because I looked at the elevation chart and I was like, right, we're at the top of the second hill. (laughs) Turns out we're only at the top of the first hill. (laughs) Yeah. A bit demoralizing. Yeah, so that I mean that that was a bit like ah, uh. and also I, I get a bit, um, I get a bit antsy when I know Alyssa's waiting for us, and I knew that based on the time that we were taking, that we weren't going to get there for the time that we, mm. you know, we said that we'd be there after two, and Alyssa said, oh, it's alright, I'll be there at one thirty, and we probably got in. What time did we get in? Bounce. Three, about three, three yeah. yeah just before three so i always just that sort of sets a clock in my head of you're late you're late yeah. <laughs> so that that with the oh and this is actually still the first hill mm. sort of set me off and i was a bit sort of demoralized around that that point of it because mm. uh like it does it's a nice section but then you kind of get towards it's near the water tanks and you rejoin the um, pipeline again and the trail becomes really sketchy. It's not smooth as it was on the railway reserves. Mm. And it's just kind of bumpy and then you're kind of going up and down and up and down. And you just kind of, you don't, I, like I want it to be over, but I kind of wanted something really cool before the end. Yeah. Which the water tanks kind of provide. There's, you get onto that single track and yeah. it improves. Yeah, from, from the water tanks onwards, it was actually quite a nice ride. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of downhill, a lot of single track. Um, some of it was pretty sketchy, though. Oh, the, the yeah, because you look at the elevation and it just looks like it goes straight down, and it kind of does, but in perspective, you're dropping a fair amount of elevation over a short time. And was, it was a vehicle track, wasn't it? But there was a heavy rut in the middle, mm. and then all of a sudden you'd get this eroded like diagonal going across. You had yep. to pick your line. Yes, and I remember at that time I'm just like, it's I'm either gonna have a really big accident here, or I'm just going to be fine. Yeah, and also you know this is pea gravel, so you know I've mm. I've fallen three times on pea gravel doing the Munda Biddy, so I'm a bit scared, and at 
you know, at full speed downhill, even, you know, I felt like we were, I was at full speed, even though I had the brakes on the whole yeah. way. Um, and having all these diagonal ruts that are across the main rut, mm. it was uh, it was fun, but a bit disconcerting. Yeah. My only thought was if I see like a big rock or if I place a wheel at the wrong angle as I'm hitting one of those ruts, mm. it's all over. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, you know, we survived and yeah. I don't know. I actually kind of still prefer doing that bit downhill than going Definitely. up. It. I think yeah. you'd probably have to walk up that bit. I think so, yes. It was probably a bit too steep and too loose because, yes, maybe if you're an awesome cyclist, you can push up, mm. but you're going to s- still struggle with the fact that the you know it'll just churn yeah. the uh, the peak gravel. Mm. Mm. But then arriving kind of near Northern, you kind of get the sense you're near a town and there was that cool section with the, the windmill mm. um, and that single track next to the, the golden field. I really enjoyed that. A mm. um, couple of wandu trees around there, and then you arrive in Northam, and I had the map ready, and I was, just, and we followed the markers that were really good, and there was a little explanation board, and it's like cross the river here, and there was a big caution bridge not in use sign anymore. Yeah, and the bridge looks substantially damaged. It wasn't like, um, oh, you know, it it it's been checked by an engineer who says it's it's now deemed mm. unsafe. It's like. No, this is significantly damaged and looks unsafe. Yeah. So luckily you're fairly close to town. You can pick a way through. Mm. Um, so we joined up with the main road and then luckily found Alyssa there who said that the trail had started there according to her map. And yep. and I kind of wanted to go into Northam um, yeah. just to get the river and see everything. And I could see kind of in your face you're like, mm, and Alyssa was kind of like, <laughs> I mean, I was okay going into town, but I know you wanted to go even further. Yeah, I, I wanted like, to go to the suspension uh, bridge, but I think we should probably call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as we reached that first bridge, and then that was the point my camera battery decided to die. So I was fiddling around in my bag to get the spare one out, and I was just yeah. like, oh, I'm not making this situation any better. <laughs> um, but yeah, we finished up just near the new Amok Island. Um, mural on the edge of what mm. I'm assuming is an old warehouse or mill right by the river yep and the bridge has got nice views you know the Avon I was as you and I were saying it's it was a lot wider than we imagined it would be at this point yeah um cause York also is the Avon River isn't it I think so yeah and that's much much smaller mm. even though they're fairly close this was wide wide mm. like you consider how narrow the Avon River is around while younger and um, the Avon Valley uh, National Park. Yep. It's just weird that it's that wide. Mm. Um, I'd love to see it in the middle of summer to see if it's any like shallower. Because mm. where does that all, would, where does that yeah, water come from? You would think it must be right. Like you're because... a fair way east, and it's dry country. Like all the creeks that barely run during winter. Yeah. Because it's not. It wouldn't be like the Swan where it's brackish and you know, you get seawater coming in. Mm. So there's nothing to fill it to backfill it that way. Yeah. So yeah, it must be drier. I'd love to know where it actually gets narrower, because even the Swan River around like Swan Valley, yeah, that's it's narrow. really narrow. Yeah, and yet it's really broad there and northern. Yeah, lots of seabirds around as well. We saw a, a spoonbill and Eurasian coots. It was quite cool there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then we're into Northern, and according to Alyssa, everything had shut by what was it like two o'clock? Yeah. Anyway. So she she came in early to 
have a look around and she was like there was nothing to see because this was, was a saturday as well so you're yeah. doing prime shopping and whatnot for the town but yeah yeah and we, we were saying you know it's a bit it's hard to know the right thing here because no people probably don't go because there's a view that there's nothing to see and therefore shops don't open mm. but then if things were open would, would people go and yeah. it's that hard chicken and the egg thing with that yeah I think, especially like the bigger centres like Albany, I think it should just be open anyway. Mm. And Northam's a fairly big town for the area. Mm. Um, but then again, like York. York is open like a bit later than 2 o'clock because they know they're getting the tourists in. Mm. Whereas Northam, maybe they don't see that. But, you know, they've obviously paid for a Muck Island to go and do a big mural. So maybe they're changing their views. They might become more of a, a touristy town. Mm-hmm. Because it is a nice area. Like you've got the river there. You've got a suspension bridge. I'm sure the town's fantastic. I haven't been there since I was in high school. Mm. Yeah. Suddenly, I think they could do more with the the trail there because it felt like it just sort of ended abruptly because of that bridge. Yeah. Um, and and it, again, there's no trailhead. And it didn't look like the bridge had only just been in disrepair. Yeah. So... Yeah, you'd think they're trying to mend that somehow. Yeah, so I mean, I hope I hope that that does happen because I think it's um, it's it's not a ride I would do again, but it was enjoyable enough. That's something that threw me at the end of that. That was your immediate reaction. Would you do it again? And you said no straight away. Yep. Like that to me, because long distance cycling, there's no way around it. You're going to have to do a car drop at either end mm. if you want to do a decent chunk. It's not a bad trail. Like, it's 76 kilometers as I mapped it out with some detours. Yeah. It's still a really enjoyable day. It's a decent day trip. But you know me. Like, I don't like repeating stuff unless it's really amazing. And it wasn't amazing to me is how I felt. Like, I, I would... I it would As I said to you when I finished it, I said I would do the Railway Reserves loop twice overdoing this because I just did not find it that I think there was just such a long stretch of unenjoyable cycling from Chidlow through to Baker's Hill that I wouldn't want to do but I would happily do Baker's Hill to Northam again yeah that would be fine but I but as a trail unto itself I wouldn't do the whole kept track ever again I don't think so if I was riding fit and coming into Baker's Hill wasn't an issue. I think, like, I would love to do it again. It's it's a good experience. You get to see a fair amount. Mm. The riding isn't bad. Like, the trail quality is never so terrible that you're, like, thinking about it. I would I would do that again. I think I'm I'm thinking of the Mundabidi and the sections there that I, you know, if you asked me would I do the Mundabidi again, I'd say definitely. I would do it again mm. um, very easily. And this didn't have that same level of, of scenic quality that I look for in a trail. And I think it um, it felt not dissimilar to the Denmark Nornalup Railway tra- Heritage Trail, mm. which I think is a better trail f- of what I've done of it, in that there's a lot more nice scenery along there and it just didn't seem like there's just long stretches of boring mm. at the moment the trail the Denmark Nordenlup trail doesn't have um, 
a few bridges have been damaged and haven't been fixed. Mm. So there's a bit, bit bit of a long stretch of road riding along the highway, which is not great. But of what I'd seen of it closer to, to Denmark, it's a really good trail that could be, I think, really sh- warrants there being some work done on it. And if I think about other heritage trails that are part of the Mandabidi, such as um, the bit that comes out of Denmark on the other side of the river. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> it, go- it goes around the, the inlet. Yeah. Um, there's that bit, and there's also some that you travel getting to Torbay that are, you know, it's really good quality rail trail. Mm. And I see that, and I think that I was comparing it to that. I was looking at it going, oh, but there's all these other rail trails I've done that are actually better, but no one talks about mm. doing those as individual trails because they're part of the Mandapiti. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't think I would do it again for um, for that. I mean, I, I'm glad I, I did it, mm. and I think people should do, do it at least once, but I don't see this becoming like a regular rotation thing the way... No. You know, like I've done railway reserves probably about five or six times. Yeah. And I enjoy it. I would say this is like a once every two to four year kind of thing. Like if someone was interested in doing it, like if Aaron said, yeah, we're training up to the Mundabiti, let's do this. I'd be like, cool, let's do it. Mm. Um, but I guess you kind of like within the Perth area, you're comparing it to maybe like Mundaring to Wangong or something on the Mundabiti if you did a car drop or as mm. you said, the railway reserves, like... It's fairly stiff competition in terms of that, but it is fairly unique in that it doesn't just go north south; it goes west east. Yeah, so that that's I guess interesting, um, and I think from a historic point, historical point of view, like we didn't really stop to look at all the signs, but I no. think if you did stop to look at all the things, it would be yeah. if you're like a history buff kind of person who loves that sort of stuff, then this might be a trail that you'll get more out of. Well, again, like if I was riding fit or I didn't have a quiz night to get to that night, <laughs> I probably would have stopped and paid more attention to that kind of stuff. Like the foundry that we've passed, there was a marker there and mm. I could have stopped to look at it to see what it was, but I just kind of like, we need to get going and we need to bash out the Ks. But mm. yeah, I think if I was to do it again, I'd probably appreciate the history a bit more. Mm. Um, in terms of hiking this... I logistically thought this was possible in two days and now I would question that as from just from a pure enjoyment stance mm. because you'd have to, in order to get water, you'd have to get pretty close to Baker's Hill on that first day and then it'd still be a 30k bash into Northam on that second day. So I'd, if I was hiking this and I was really determined, I'd probably go... Mundaring to Chidlow, Lake Leshenaltia. I'd probably camp at Lake Leshenaltia. Yeah. And then go to like Baker's Hill or just beyond and mm. then into Northam on the third day. That's exactly what I was going to say because I think Chidlow's got some facilities. Baker's Hill looks like there probably is something you could stay at around mm. there. Also, you know, there's the pie shop, so it'd yeah. be a nice to start <laughs> there. Um, and then also, because it's mostly downhill, it probably isn't so bad that it's a longer stretch into into town. Mm. But I would question the sanity of walking some of those stretches. You know, like 6.5 k's along a road is no fun walking. It's fine on a bike. Yeah. 
Um, there's other bits as well that is just, you know, like walking along power line roads for kilometers upon kilometers. Mm. Uh, I'd think of other things you could do. Yeah. I actually don't think the 6.5 k's of road walking is a big issue because you could probably walk along the fence line if you really wanted to. And mm. if you did it in winter, spring, like the fields are going to be greener and it's going to feel a lot nicer. Um, so that's not the big issue. It's mainly like those long straight sections where you can see your next 20 minutes of your life mm. and all you're doing is just literally bashing out kilometers. Mm. But I think this is one of those cases where it's a bike trail that walkers can use rather than the other way around. Yeah. I think any kind of rail trail, it has to be geared to riders first, walkers mm. second. Yeah. So, you know, if, if people did ask me, I would say, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, as, just as just a go hiker. do the Bibbleman. Yeah. You know? why, why would you not just do the Bibbleman instead yeah. of this? I think you'd have to, like, come to a, the end of a very long list before you decide to do this. Yeah. Because, you know, I would rather just do Kalamunda to Hewitt's Hill and back or just, yeah. you know do anything anything any section of the bibbleman track would, you would be more fun you'd rather go to helena through the burnt and cleared <laughs> sections and do this wouldn't you <laughs> i i would maybe oh no i don't know i don't know whether i would enjoy this more or marin road more that would be a real test i'd have to think about that one at least marin road you're on your own like you've got some That's silence true. this you're kind of i don't know as a hiker it would annoy me more being in and out of these areas that are really built up and like mm. there were sections that you could ride past and you wouldn't notice like there was a mattress on top of a a post <laughs> yeah and like a whole load of like dump rubbish all along the trail and that would annoy me yeah i have as a hiker because you pass that in like tw 10 20 seconds whereas that's yeah. like several minutes of your life you'd yeah. see this garbage um yeah it's probably something we should try and organize as a, a rubbish cleanup of the kept track because there were so many bottles and cans and mm. dare iced coffee i don't know what it is about bogans they're just dropping their rubbish everywhere yeah but the when i do my it'll fix ya. yeah when i do my billman maintenance runs like the four-wheel drive track i have to look after is just full of alcohol and dare iced coffee yeah yeah have a better diet bogans <laughs> <laughs> Um, the kept track there you go everything yeah. you'll ever need to know your post will be coming out way way sooner than mine on mm -hmm. the website probably this year I think mine I counted today including everything I need to do of my own plus some freelance work is the 32nd in line to be done <laughs> so expect us around like March April next year yep so that was the kept track thank you all for listening if you've enjoyed this episode or any other episode of Real Trail Talk, then please rate us on whatever platform you're currently listening to us on. Ratings really help us to reach an audience, especially those who are looking to learn about the outdoors in Western Australia and Australia in general. If you had any questions or suggestions for future episodes, you can email us at realtrailtalk at gmail.com or contact us through our social media channels. Thanks again and stay tuned for our next episode.